Welcome back to The Written Word. Or, if you are joining us for the first time, then hello to you. In our first season, we looked at the pivotal importance of the relationship between reading and writing, how to write collaboratively, both inside and outside the classroom, and we even used our crystal balls to look at what the future of writing may hold. You should really check it out on our website if you haven't yet. And especially after you've listened to this episode. If you're new, I'm Meredith May, and I'm joined by my good friend here, Sean Tupa. That's me. Over the next few months, we are continuing to delve into every corner of writing that we can think of. No stone is being left unturned. Essay mills, artificial intelligence, writing for comedy, and even a conversation with one of you. The list goes on and on. We're excited to introduce our first guest of the year, Billy Fitzpatrick. Billy is a writer, educator, and 15-year publishing professional. She currently serves as the chief learning strategist for Write the World, a global community of young writers. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, Billy. Very nice to be here. Great. So um, we touched on in the introduction a little bit, but how would you describe Write the World? Write the World is an online global community of fourteen writers. Oh, and then how, how did you get involved in Write the World? I met the founder and CEO, David Weinstein, when he was finishing up a program at Harvard called Advanced Leadership Initiative. And at the time, I had gone back to school and was doing a an EDM in cognitive science and neuroscience of learning. And he he and I met in a class on how to integrate technology into education, into the classroom, into curriculum design and development. And his project at ALI, something that he developed and designed, was to create a website expressly for high school students and centered around writing. And because of my background as a professional writer and a writing teacher, he asked me to get involved to help translate the pedagogy behind concepts for teaching writing with the tech people that he had hired to develop this website. Very interesting. So technology has changed quite a bit since since Write the World was was initiated. Um, how has the community itself changed and grown since its founding? I would just say we've been continuing to grow. Three years ago, we had 3,000 users, high school student users. Today, we have 23,000. We represent over 140 countries. We just, there's just so much... I, engagement in not just the global community and the site and the platform, but I think in these young people really wanting to uh, share their thoughts, express their ideas, write online, read each other's work, offer feedback. You know, it's a whole kind of world unto itself and a culture that they've developed. And, you know, we're there in the background, but it's very uh, student facing is the way we we describe it. Great. And Billy, how do you think Write the World and other online writing communities have changed or, if you will, rewritten the <laughs> experience of writing? Well, I think that um, in the olden times, <laughs> like five years ago, that that writing was always kind of perceived as a solitary experience. You know, you went off and you wrote by yourself and then you handed a paper in. 
or you were a writer in the field and you wrote by yourself and you had a deadline and you hoped and prayed that you got published. Well, that kind of construct is really, you know, kind of broken down a lot. And for for us to be both a platform, so, you know, a a place where people can practice and publish and get feedback in a very immediate way, and also a place that you can publish more or less immediately, really breaks down those boundaries and says, writing is not a solitary experience. Writing is a social experience. Writing is all about interaction. And I'm trying to convey this idea, how did I do? Or this is who I think I am. What does that mean when I, you know, share it out with the world? So in that way, I, I think we now have this much more open-ended understanding of what writing is and all the things it can do for us. Never mind when you lay that on top of adolescents, you know, ages 13 to 18, who are, you know, in the thick of trying to figure out who they are and what they know and what they want to do with their with their lives. Yeah, and that, that's really interesting, Billy. And it, could you expand upon that? Like, what is the socialness of social writing? When we were developing Write the World, the, the, the curriculum itself, and embedding it on the platform, we consulted with one of the um, really well-known researchers and experts, a, a professor at Harvard. Her name is Nancy Summers. And she did, you know, a, a number of different studies while she was at Harvard. And one of them was about this dimension of social interaction. And, you know, it came from the research that showed that one of the best ways, the most successful ways someone becomes a better writer, improves their writing skill, is through feedback. Immediate feedback, timely feedback, constructive feedback. So feedback doesn't happen in a vacuum. Feedback is about building a relationship um, with someone. And, you know, historically it's been the teacher in one role and a student in another and the teacher giving feedback that usually comes at the end of a paper, like not very helpful. So the idea of getting more relevant, timely feedback is that it's part of a conversation. And the, the writer then does not have that sense of, oh my gosh, I've got to do everything at the same time. I have to be the best writer now. They understand more implicitly that writing is always a process and that you always go back to the drawing board. And if you ask any professional writer, whether they're a nonfiction writer, a fiction writer, a poet, a playwright, he or she always knows that it's a process, that they go back. They will seek out pockets of people to share their work with. They'll never just send it out without that kind of feedback. And on the topic of the of this feedback, what is the value of receiving feedback from your peers as opposed to, as you said, a teacher um, or an expert in writing? That's a good, that's a good question. So I think the we, we do have expert feedback on our site. And that comes in different ways, but one of the ways we, we use it is during our monthly competitions, which are a two-week turnaround. And, and writers are allowed to request feedback at their, say it's their first draft before they submit a final. 
And that expert feedback comes with, with a really encouraging tone, and it's meant to be formative. It's meant to encourage revision. It's meant to raise questions. And what we're doing for the peer culture within Write the World is to help them kind of internalize that same way of reading and responding to other people's work so that they're thinking not what they like or dislike about a piece, but they're thinking, what is this writer trying to do, say, uh, experiment with, and how can I help him or her achieve that end through the feedback I give them? So both peer and expert have a role, a really important role, but I think when writers, the young writers learn to really offer good peer feedback, they are becoming better writers and readers themselves. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it's that building of trust in themselves as a writer, but in the community at, at, at large. So it's not just in the receiving of feedback from your peers, but in the actual act of giving the feedback that education and learning happens. Absolutely. It's recursive. You know, it, it, you, you, you have to keep coming back to ideas. What do you really think? It's reflective. Yeah. Very cool. Well, one other question I have on this topic is what role do these online writing communities play in students' formal education outside of the, the, outline, the online writing communities themselves? Sure. Yes, we... Um, you know, obviously we have an education mission and about a quarter of our users are educators, mostly teachers, some kind of coaches and other kind of tutors. Uh, so obviously we're really concerned about the learning experience for the young writers. I think at this stage that most of the teachers are using our program as a supplement to their curriculum. We haven't yet been brought into any one school's curriculum where we are the kind of purveyor of the writing program. We can do that quite easily, but I think because teachers do so much workarounds with Google Docs and other platforms that are trying to, that they kind of pull together, that there's no one industry standard for a writing platform. So if anything, I think right now the teachers come to us because they love our prompt library. They love our feedback tool, which allows them to give really nuanced feedback really quickly. They use our rubrics. You know, they direct their students to us to do outside writing. And they can form their own groups, and, and they do, but it's usually kind of in that supplemental way. So... I think the students that come via teachers migrate over into the general public site, the global site, on their own once they're really engaged. But because those writers tend to be the more skilled and confident writers, we still really want to engage and invite educators because they're going to be able to bring our method and approach to the teaching and learning of writing to so many more kids who don't have the confidence, who are building the skill, 
but who could so benefit from our kind of immersive scaffolded environment. Well, given given the size of this community and also just the general uh, the demographics of it, you had mentioned in over 140 countries and having such a such a robust uh, group of students who are who are involved in it. I can't help but wonder um, if if you have any initial observations about the students' experience in this community. If any sort of like themes emerge as you are kind of overseeing this community. Yes, they are very expressive of what's important to them. (laughs) One way that we kind of have insight into what's going on with this generation of young people is through these monthly, you know, is always reading their, their work. But that's very hard to keep up with in a kind of a daily way. But we, we do, like I've mentioned, offer these monthly competitions. And those are, those have a selected genre and a a very specific prompt question. And when you get responses from all over the world, like what does, you know, like for instance, the the one in December was my December, very open genre, like creative nonfiction and people, you know, from all over the world responded and you just don't know whether it's like this happy time in their lives around the holidays, a melancholy, what the, you know, the the traditions are. So you have that level of kind of cultural exchange, personal reflection. Hmm. Then you have um, op-ed genre. So we get into, you know, immediately what kind of social issues or political issues really captivate them, are important to them. And you you just see an enormous array of ideas come come forth. You know, so the films they choose, we did, January was album review. I mean, they chose such random, you know, selections of music to respond to and review that it was all over the map. So, and they're reading one another's work. So any one of these kids is getting exposed to someone in Singapore, someone in uh, China, someone in Russia, someone in France, in the UK, all over this country, which is also incredibly diverse culturally. Yeah. And and aside from getting feedback from from students as well as 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 well as instructors, what do you what do you think students value about the community? I think they value the mutual respect mm. that that everyone is demonstrating and that they are being taken seriously, that we are, even though we're an educationally oriented community or the really the design of the curriculum and the platform comes from that, but their experience is one of, we are being celebrated, we are being listened to, we are being questioned and challenged, and this feels really good. Like, I think we've figured out, and they have, you know, developed really the personality of this culture very much on their own with us kind of guiding with some guardrails every once in a while, but they're defining, you know, what's important to them, expression, mutual respect, you know, freedom of expression, things, you know, big global ideas, along with, you know, what's personally, you know, difficult so if someone's been bullied, you know, they, there's a lot of outreach when that when certain topics come up. No, that's really fascinating. 
Billy, do issues of authenticity or integrity in writing ever arise on Write the World? I think the premise is that it is a space of authenticity. Mm -hmm. So we, maybe I'm, and maybe I'm answering a different question, but in terms of people posing or submitting work that's not their own, every once in a while we'll see it come up if, Usually it comes through like a teacher group and it'll be a student and it's inadvertent or they really didn't understand how to paraphrase. We monitor for it. We immediately write to them. We have, obviously, it, it is one of our terms, but it's not, it's not a really strong presence. I think because of the culture of mutual respect and the, the students and the young people themselves wanting it to be a safe, trustworthy place, that they're, they're creating a community where you can be trusted. And I would imagine they're, they're coming there to express themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's really no point to express the work or the words of somebody else. Exactly. That's why I think the few times that's happened when it comes through a school group, then it has more of probably an academic incentive. But otherwise, right, there really is no incentive. So we, we talked about the, the growth and the evolution of the community. And I, I just wanted I wondered, um, what do you think the future looks like of not only uh, the, the, your community, but also online writing communities in general? You know, I think there's almost going to be kind of two things that happen. We will continue to grow and get bigger and bigger. And then when we do get bigger and bigger, people will probably also kind of congregate in smaller groups. There is an intimacy that you get from being on our site because people, especially the really active writers and readers, really know one another, not personally, but through their writing. And I think they really love that. And you know, should we grow triple fold or something? And there's a little bit less of that intimacy. I think they'll yearn for it. And then they'll probably start creating subgroups on their own. That would be my guess in terms of write the world. On the other hand, from an educator's perspective, we would love to be cloned and <laughs> take our approach that is we've seen to be so helpful for teachers and writers just to get engaged in writing, to offer all these ways to, to get into the process and to learn how to write just from different genres, but also that emerging sense of identity, which indeed is a process. You know, if that can be shared, that's an awesome goal for us. In terms of, you know, wider communities, I think there's always going to be that kind of tension between being open and global and public, mm -hmm. and then wanting the intimacy of something smaller where it feels more tangible. And, and for teachers uh, to bring it into the classroom, I mean, what do you, what do you think the advantages are to them uh, in helping out and engage their students in the classroom? Well, I think teachers across the curriculum, you know, so this goes for whether you're a, an English teacher, you know, in any one of the humanities or one of the social sciences, or even for that matter, a, a hard science or math even, you know, there is this real emphasis on interdisciplinary thinking and learning. And, and, and that being said, a lot of teachers are not confident in 
in teaching writing. So they back away from it, or they know that the best improvement is going to come from really good feedback, but they don't have the time. I mean, teachers are really constrained by a lot of things, most of which is time and reaching X number of students in any given day. So a, a platform like ours can, you know, can really offload a lot of what can be a very time-consuming aspect of teaching, you know, by giving the by giving the automatic feedback, by allowing it to happen more frequently, by teaching their students to give actually helpful peer feedback, which I don't think is usually the case. I, I do think that a platform and a program and our approach could really help a lot of different teachers. Well, um, I just wanted to thank you so much for, for joining us today and for sharing more information about about Write the World and all the great work that you are doing to support the community. Um, it's been a great conversation, and I think Sean and I, I, I want to join, honestly. I'm about to go. Go right for now. it. Yeah. Awesome. Go for if it. If you'll have me. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we're doing a lot more other um, initiatives right now, too. So we're, we're partnering with different organizations around our competitions. And we uh, have developed a college essay program that is really very much self-directed, that they that happens a lot on um, online through the platform. And it's a one-on-one -on -one kind of tutoring approach. But it really pushes against very expensive coaches and let me write your essay for you phenomenon that are mm -hmm. out there. So we're, we're really saying to the world, anyone can learn how to write and we're going to, we're going to show you and we're going to invite you into a community that's so mutually supportive and respectful. Excellent. Well, yeah, Billy, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, as Meredith said, I'm, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to be logging on pretty soon. Great. Well, thank you for having me. The Written Word is sponsored by Turn It In. It's hosted by Meredith May and Sean Tupa. This episode was written by Peter Kerr and Amanda Zellig's hand. Produced by Sam Sweet. Creative direction by Sebastian Caceres. Illustrations by Lydia Ortiz. Music by Gianni Izzo. Many thanks to our special guest, Billy Fitzpatrick.